The expression, those who can't do, teach, is a curious one. Because if you look at the world, you'll see that teachers aren't particularly worse at doing things than anyone else. So perhaps the expression might be better worded as, nobody can do anything. Lemony Snicket. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. If you are listening from the United States, this episode is releasing on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving! Now, you've heard the expression before, those who can't do, teach. The one that I always heard was those who can't do, teach, and those who can't teach, teach, Jim. (laughs) From School of Rock. (laughs) Nice. But let me ask you a question. If I were to ask you a student of storytelling and language and everything that we talk about on the podcast. If I were to ask you, would you rather learn the easy way or the hard way? Which would you choose? The easy way, 100%. I am lazy and don't like to do extra work. And that is the key point we want to make during today's episode. Someone says to you, those who can't do teach, it'd be like, okay, great. You can learn the hard way. I've chosen to learn the easy way. Because here's the thing. In order to teach something and teach it well, I will add that, to teach it well, you have to know the thing. You have to be able to do the thing. I would not want to learn writing from a kindergartner because they don't know how to write yet. I would not want to learn writing from a student in a creative writing class because they're learning how to write. I would rather learn how to write from, oh, I don't know, Brandon Sanderson who does as well as he teaches. Now, a lot of the mentality behind these people saying, don't bother with teachers, it's a forge your own path. Writing is an art, not a skill. You should be a rebel and do things your way, and that's going to make you successful. That is part of the logic behind it. It is, of course, incredibly flawed logic because you are stuck reinventing the wheel and trying to recreate a circuit board so you can send an email. Doing all of these things the hard way and not learning from a teacher is how you stay stuck in yesterday's news. The other thing that is very common along with this is that you shouldn't take classes or you shouldn't study writing. You should just write what comes naturally. Because everyone knows that the teachers failed at doing, which is why they teach it. And I think this is really, really flawed. Sure, some teachers had aspirations to be writers and they never became writers. But that doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about. The knowledge of the thing and the application of the thing are two totally different subjects. Another thing that you're going to see along these same lines is editors are failed authors. Don't listen to an editor because they aren't good at writing. That's why they became an editor instead of an author themselves. Yes, there will be editors who started off as authors and have decided to refine their skill set in a different direction. There are editors like Lee and myself that are authors as well. That does not mean that we are failed authors. That means we are practicing both skills. They are two separate skill sets. It's not one is a lesser version of another. 
There are many reasons why this idea, this thought process that just because you teach it means you aren't good at it, is harmful to the writing community. One of the reasons it's such bad advice is that nearly everyone who is an expert in something wants to share their knowledge. That is why they teach. That is why we do this podcast, because we have this knowledge. We have learned, in some cases, the hard way, because we're both stubborn and weird. (laughs) But we've learned and we want to share that to make it easier for others. But that doesn't mean that we aren't also still on our author paths and working towards those goals of being so-called successful. Another thing that highlights how bad of advice this is is the fact that nearly everyone who is an expert has also published a book in whatever they're an expert in. The topmost psychologists in the world have published something. The topmost scientists in the world have published something. It might not be the best seller ever, but they know what they're talking about. That's why they're the best in the industry, whatever industry that it is. Another reason why this advice is so harmful is that it keeps people from searching out ways to learn. If you aren't learning, you aren't leveling up your own abilities in storytelling. There is so much knowledge that we can get from other people who have tread this path before us that will help give us the shortcuts, the paths that we can take and the paths that we can avoid in order to reach our individual goals. If you aren't learning, if you aren't changing, your writing becomes stale. It becomes redundant because you aren't growing. And of course, we know Brandon Sanderson is a terrible author because he's a teacher, right? Oh, absolutely. Dan Brown, Judy Bloom, R.L. Stein, none of them have master classes available, right? No. Even Stephen King and Lee Child wrote books about writing books. You wouldn't look at any one of these authors and say, your writing contributions are worth nothing because you are now a teacher of those things. People still avidly consume King and Child and Sanderson and Brown and Bloom and Stein. We are consuming every single one of these masters artworks all the time. And there is so much we can learn, not only just from reading their books, but from reading their other things or watching their other things. I love Sanderson's lecture classes on YouTube. I would love a chance to take his course at BYU. It would be incredible because there is so much that can be learned from listening to these people who are trying to teach everyone the knowledge they have gained. So those who can't do teach comes from somewhere. So when you hear that, there is a logic behind it that you can apply to what you're doing. Teachers will choose to teach, sometimes at the cost of whatever it is that they're doing. So you can choose between one and the other in the fact that you only have a limited amount of time. Some teachers choose to teach. They're passing that information on. So there is a little bit of a point that they're making there. It doesn't mean they can't do, they just choose to not do. And that's fine if that's the path you want. The other thing is that learning is a constant process. And this is something we do a lot. We learned until we got to the point where we could start teaching. 
but we're still learning. We're still growing and learning from people who are better at this than we are. And one of the things that you'll see people use as evidence to support this idea that teachers can't do is that teachers have failures. Who doesn't? Each failure has become a lesson that they have learned. They have grown from that. As the saying goes, the master has failed more times than the student has ever tried. This learning by failure has helped them grow. That is part of the hard way we mentioned earlier. And by learning from them, you can then choose the easy way to avoid the failures that they made and make your own failures. So that's one of the first ways that you can respond is you can look at these people who are teaching what they know and learn from that. They learned the hard way. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We can learn those basics of storytelling. We can learn the knowledge that they have to give us because they are trying to freely teach it. Another way to respond, and this is just because I'm a spiteful human being, is to point out that they are trying to teach you by saying, hey, you shouldn't do this. You should do this instead. Learn from my experience that teachers are terrible and write your own thing instead. They are trying to teach you with that. So you can turn their own logic against them and go, hey, you're teaching me. By your own advice, I shouldn't listen to you. I should listen to the co-hosts of Writing Roots instead. The other thing is, you know, in the U.S., we're celebrating Thanksgiving. Remember to thank the people who have taught you so far, because you have learned so much from other people. I have not learned everything in my writing process by my own will and struggles. And this is something I think benefiting me from my growing up time. I looked at all of my siblings and their mistakes and went, yep, not doing that. So I can do that same thing with the writing. I can look at the mistakes and the successes of other authors and say, I'm going to pick and choose what I do so I can create my own successful path. And the last way to respond and to live the true aspect of what we're trying to talk to you about this episode is to treat everyone like a teacher, because then you can't say this person can't do. So even as you're reading a book from somebody who has never given a master class, even as you are arguing with someone about something, treat everyone as a teacher and then analyze it, you can grow so much faster that way. Like we talked about a couple episodes ago, this is a community. We need to work with each other in order to continue to grow instead of viewing each other as competition or as somebody who has no benefit to you. We can learn from everyone and everyone can learn a little bit from us. And that all starts when we write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 